episode number 152 of the Living Deliberately podcast. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast, where you'll learn how to get unstuck, get clear, and live your life deliberately. If you're new to me, just so that you know who you're signing up to listen to, I'm the creator of The Unstuck Method and The Clear Way, two groundbreaking self-help tools that promote your emotional health and well-being. I'm the author of the book, Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being, and I'm currently writing my second book, Getting Clear. I teach all about these tools in my workshops, retreats, and coaching programs. I'm married to a wonderful husband named Boaz. I'm the mother of four children. I'm an avid yogini, and I'm passionate about composing music. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today, and now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. So I am recording this podcast episode while we are in the midst of the corona pandemic, and I truly think that the podcast episodes that I'm putting out now couldn't be coming at a better time. Many people around the world are in lockdown in their homes, and some of them are in self-quarantine. And the world as we know it has pretty much turned on its head, and many of us are literally living an entirely new reality than we ever could have expected before. And it's being forced on us, right? Unless you are a biochemist or some sort of doctor in the world who's working to find the cure for this virus, you and I can't really do anything about the virus itself. It's a fact. It's out there. It's contagious. And many people are getting sick from it. And many people are dying from it. That's a fact. Where I live in Israel... There are updates and new enforcements given by the prime minister nearly every single night on TV. Just a few nights ago, a new enforcement was established that people are not permitted to go more than 100 meters from their home unless they're going food shopping or going to the hospital or going to work. So going against this new rule can lead to a hefty fine or time in prison. Anyway, so I know that many people are feeling stuck in this new life. I know I have felt stuck many times in the last month already because I'm trying to juggle being at home with my kids and figuring out how to homeschool them and how to spend time with them and how to engage with them. And also take care of myself and also continue my work with coaching and podcasting and, of course, writing my second book, Getting Clear, which will be coming out this year. So while the coronavirus is a fact, the freedom that we have about this virus is our response to it. In other words, just because the coronavirus exists doesn't mean that we all need to react in the same way. We have, and we always have, the choice of how we want to respond to anything. And the tools that I have created, the Unstuck Method and the Clear Way, both empower you to recognize and to choose what your response is going to be in any moment. Last week, I walked you through the unstuck method in order to 
remind you how to get unstuck. Now, getting unstuck is great. It is awesome. It takes you from feeling like you're literally stuck at the bottom of a hole to feeling like you figured out how to climb out of that hole. It's a great feeling. It's a freeing feeling. It's very empowering to be able to get yourself unstuck. And as you may know, I've been working on getting unstuck myself and helping others get themselves unstuck for about four years now. But my greater focus in life right now is about living deliberately. And while living deliberately includes getting unstuck, it's not just about getting unstuck. In other words, it's not just about getting out of the hole that you fell into, but it's about anticipating the hole in the first place and preparing yourself to choose perhaps another path so that you don't fall into that hole time and time again. And the unstuck method doesn't help you do that. The unstuck method helps you get out of the hole, but the clear way helps you prepare for that anticipated hole. So just to recap from a few episodes ago, if you are looking to live a deliberate life, the very first thing you need to do is to decide what it is you want to create and why. Let's say I want to create better self-care during this crazy time that we're living in. Let's say that my self-care was pretty good, actually, but now that my world has turned upside down and my kids are home and I have way more demands than usual, my self-care has gone to the back burner. So let's say that that's what I want to create. The next question is, is there anything blocking me from creating that? Am I stuck anywhere? And if I feel stuck, let's say I can't take my daily jog or I can't get enough hours of sleep or I feel stuck that I can't eat the healthy meals I used to, or anything else related to self-care, I would take myself through the unstuck method to get myself unstuck, which, as I mentioned before, I've done many times in the last couple of weeks. I've gotten stuck on many difficult emotions, including self-doubt. Like, is what I'm doing right now with my kids the right thing? Is it the best thing? Is it enough? Is it too much? Should I be more strict? Should I be more relaxed? Honestly, I've done such a good job at getting myself stuck in the last few weeks. And I'm really grateful to having the unstuck method because it helps me get unstuck time and time again. And I truly hope if you are feeling stuck during these times, that you are also using that tool to help you get unstuck. But again, living deliberately, it's not just about getting unstuck. It's also about getting clear. Now, please know that you can get clear before heading into a future moment that you may be anticipating, right? Like getting clear before going into an uncomfortable conversation or getting clear before you walk into the house after a long day at work and you're exhausted and tired and hungry. Or maybe getting clear before you eat. There are endless activities and opportunities in life for you to get clear before you start doing that activity. But you can also get clear first thing in the morning, every morning. And that's what I would like to share with you today. 
And I really hope this episode inspires you, no matter what stage of life you're at now, to really get clear every single morning, especially now while you're at home during this coronavirus pandemic. So I woke up this morning asking myself, what do you want to create today, Shira? Well, to be honest, I had a lot of answers, ranging from self-care to creating an organized schedule for me and my kids, to creating music, to reading, to working on my book, to creating joy for me and my kids. Like I had a lot of things that I wanted to create this morning, but I focused on just one because I find that if I try to get clear on too many things at the same time, I have a really hard time manifesting it. So I try to keep things really simple. And I thought about yesterday and how one of my kids complained that what we did for exercise, which was basically run around the block for like 30 minutes, it wasn't fun for him. My son had a real like sour face on. And I have to be honest, I'm sometimes finding myself losing patience with my kids during this time. This time is really not easy on any of us. And I really don't think I'm creating too many demands for my kids, really. They don't really have schoolwork, and I am giving them a little bit of screen time each day. But what's really important to me for their physical health is that they do some sort of physical activity for 30 minutes every day. Look, if they were in school, they would have gym class Or if it was a normal day, they would have baseball or jujitsu, or they'd be playing outside and exercising naturally just by running around like kids do. But we don't have this opportunity now. And yesterday I was really upset with one of my kids who was just complaining about exercising. And it really bothered me and I kind of lost it. So this morning, I recognize that I don't want to create that situation again with my kids. I'm owning that situation. I recognize that I created it. And instead, I want to create joyful exercise. So this is my starting point with living deliberately, knowing what it is I want to create. Was there anything blocking me from creating this? No, I didn't really feel stuck. I felt like there were plenty of options to do our exercise, and I certainly wasn't stuck on just jogging. I was happy to do anything, and I didn't really feel stuck. So I went on to get clear. That's the next step in living deliberately, because I knew the kids would be waking up soon, and I knew I would tell them that we'd be starting the day with exercise. And the reason, by the way, that I do this is because I have found that if we don't exercise first thing in the morning, It's really hard for us to get our acts together to get in our exercise later in the day. Plus, I found that exercising first thing, it really lifts everyone's moods and it really helps us start our day on the right foot. Yes, it's sometimes hard to get ourselves out of the house, but once we're out, it's really great. So I was laying in my bed this morning and I did about 15 minutes of a breathing exercise, which I love. And then I decided to get clear for the day. That breathing exercise was the first step of getting clear. C for calm. 
I was practicing to get calm because I knew I was going to engage my kids in a conversation about exercise that I had a little bit of anticipation about. L. L is for lighten. This is where we recognize what it is we are anticipating. So I said to myself, I know I'm going to get pushback from at least one of my kids. Now, to lighten that sentence, I'm changing my language from I know I'm going to get pushback from one of my kids to I have a feeling I'm going to get pushback from one of my kids because the truth of the matter is I don't know what's going to happen in five minutes from now. I don't know. I can't tell the future. I'm not God, so I don't know. And when I say to myself, I know this is going to happen, it's offering kind of like this heavy feel inside of my body. And when I change it to, I have a feeling, it really lightens the situation. The third step in the clear way is E for expect. This is where we dig up our expectations. It is always our expectations that get us stuck in the first place. But most of the time, we aren't even aware of what we're expecting. So in this step, we take the time to notice and honestly acknowledge what our wishes or hopes are. So I said, I hope we can come up with an exercise idea that we'll all agree upon. I hope my kids have good attitudes this morning. And I hope my kids fully participate, right? Those were my expectations. The next step, A, is for accept with an A. This is the step where we radically accept in advance the opposite of what our hopes and desires are. Now, it's not that we want the opposite to happen. Of course not but we're accepting them in advance so that if the opposite should happen, we won't get stuck because we already accepted it. So for example, I said earlier, I hope that my kids and I can come up with an exercise plan that we'll all agree upon. And what I said to myself this morning is, I can accept that we won't come up with an exercise plan that we'll all agree upon. And I can accept that my kids might not wake up with good attitudes this morning. And I can accept that my kids might not fully participate. It's not that I want any of those things to happen, but I'm radically accepting them in advance in case what I really want to happen doesn't happen. Because I don't necessarily have complete control over my children and what attitudes they wake up in the morning with and what their choices are right? I can't, but I can choose my response to it. I can accept whatever reality becomes. The last step is R, and this is for responsibility. This is where we commit to who it is we want to be in the future. This is not a step about doing. This is not about making a schedule or making a plan, or setting objectives towards reaching a goal. This is about beingness. Who do I want to be when I have this conversation with my kids? Because that way of being is going to dictate what I do. 
and not the other way around. So I reflected on this for a few minutes and then said to myself that I am committed to being open-minded, supportive, and patient. Please know those are not necessarily my natural ways of being. Open-minded, supportive, and patient. But these are the ways of being that I wanted to be when I had that conversation with my kids. To me, an open-minded mom would listen to her kids' ideas. A supportive mom would try out those ideas. A patient mom would give her kids time to brainstorm. This isn't easy, right? My kids are used to having a gym teacher or a coach telling them what to do. They don't usually have to think of these kinds of things on their own. So around 8 o'clock this morning, I invited the kids to the living room. I admitted to feeling stuck in the past week, and I admitted to how hard this new job is for me of homeschooling them, and that it's going to take some trials and errors to figure this whole thing out as a family so that we can all feel happy and successful. I explained to them that I do believe the best thing for us is to create some sort of schedule, some sort of routine, even if it's not very strict, but something in general and that the first thing each day should be exercise. I asked them to brainstorm with me ideas of what would be fun. I reminded them of things we've done so far, including jogging and walking while playing games like I Spy or Ghost or Guess Who. I reminded them of the dance parties that we did in the living room, and I reminded them of the five-by-five exercise that we've done in the yoga studio Lucky for us that we have that space. And five by five basically means five minutes of fun aerobic exercise of your choice, five minutes of anaerobic exercise of your choice. And then we would do that for 30 minutes. I actually thought the kids loved that, but I wanted to hear from them. Oh, and I also told them that walking to the forest was no longer an option. So my sons sat and pretty much stared at me like I had two heads on. They said they couldn't think of anything fun to do for exercise. Okay, I was being patient. That's what I was committing to being. (laughs) And then my youngest son all of a sudden said, oh, I know, let's make an obstacle course. We'll run around the paths outside of our neighborhood, and then we'll run down to the pull-up bar that we have under the house, and then we'll go into the yoga studio, and we'll do the five-by-five thing, and then we'll run up the steps, and we'll start all over again. Okay, so to me, it sounded like a headache of an idea, but I was being supportive and I said, great, yes, I'm game. What about you? I asked my other son. And by the way, you may already know I have four kids, but my two older kids, they don't really require this kind of structure at this time because they're creating it naturally on their own. They are exercising on their own, they're reading on their own, they're cooking and they're cleaning. And I'm really grateful for that. But my younger two kids need more structure, and that's why I'm doing this. So anyway, my other son didn't like the idea. He just sat there with kind of like a droopy face. And I asked him, do you have any ideas? And he said he didn't. But he did ask if we can shorten the time of the exercise we were going to do, whatever it was. (laughs) And I kind of lost my patience, even though I was committed to being patient. I have to be honest I forgot about being patient. By the way, 
By the way, I don't know if you can hear my kids as I'm recording this podcast. I traditionally record my podcasts when my kids are at school, but of course now they are home. <laughs> so if you can hear them in the background, that's why. Okay, so I told my son that we're really not doing much anyway and really what I'm asking is like the bare minimum that I think kids should be doing every single day to stay physically healthy. And he kept that droopy face on and I told him that if he wasn't interested to join us, that I accepted that, but that he should go to his room. Maybe I was being harsh and maybe you will think that what I said was wrong, but I felt at the time, and I still do, that if we don't do this together... I thought he just wasn't going to join. So he went to his room. And by the way, what's also really working for me these days is being conditional. Even though I don't really like to be conditional, I'm being conditional. While I always will unconditionally love my kids, they know what the word consequence is. And they know what the consequences are if they don't help out, if they don't clean up, or anything else that I require of them to keep our house in somewhat of a clean and orderly state of affairs. Consequence basically means no screen time. And for my kids, that's like more or less everything. Anyway, so my youngest son and I started out this new exercise routine, which actually was great. It was really fun. And the weather this morning was beautiful. We played a, a rocky playlist on Spotify, and we just had a fun time. I would totally do this every single day, and I'm really glad he recommended it. I accepted my other son didn't join us. I already accepted that earlier, so I wasn't stuck, but I knew I would have a conversation with him later to talk about what happened and to talk about what the rest of the day was going to look like. But I have to say, I was super surprised when I saw that same son running past us while my youngest son and I were doing our exercises on the porch. And then I saw him again running up and down the steps. I didn't ask what happened. I just assumed either A, he just wanted to exercise, B, he wanted to do it his own way, or C, he didn't want to deal with the consequences. After our exercise, we came back into the house for our morning sharing circle, where we each had an opportunity to talk about anything that was on our minds. And then I gave the kids an opportunity to decide what they wanted to create today. And I walked them through getting clear to be sure that they would be able to manifest what they wanted. I spoke to them about beingness. For example, one of my kids said he wants to have a baseball catch with me later. Well, I said to him, what does that mean? How do you need to be? And I taught him the word proactive in terms of planning a time that works for both of us in order to make sure that that would happen. And so he got himself clear. My friends, I can't think of a better time than now to be using both of these tools in your life. The unstuck method and the clear way are incredibly helpful at this time and always to help you cope during challenging times. They give you step-by-step -step actions on how to get yourself unstuck if you're feeling stuck or how to get clear for the day 
or how to get clear for anything that you might be anticipating in the future. I truly hope you are using these tools in your life, and I would love to hear how you may be using them. My friends, I want to support you the best way I know how. Besides the one-on-one coaching that I continue to offer, and besides my weekly online group called The Journey, I have other thoughts on ways that I would like to support this broader community at this time. The best way to stay in the know is to subscribe to my newsletter, which you can do on my website, shiragora.com. When you subscribe, you will also receive the free five-page Living Deliberately guide right to your inbox, and this guide will support you in promoting your emotional health and well-being. My friends, we are going through some unprecedented times, but I am sure with these tools and together as a community, we will get through this together. Sending you blessings of calm, inner peace, and faith. I look forward to being with you next week. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Living Deliberately podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please share it with a friend or family member who may not know much about podcasting. If they need help, please show them how to subscribe to the show and how they can leave a review. For more information on my workshops, programs, and retreats, please visit me on my website at shiragura.com. See you next week.